Welcome to the morning community of Northridge Vineyard. Our deepest desire is that you will encounter Jesus as you listen in to our morning gathering. If you'd like to find out more about us, check out our website, northridge.org.au forward slash mornings. This morning we've got Bonnie giving the message, which is fantastic. Do you want to come up here, Bonnie, and I'll pray for you? So how was your birthday? I presume I'm not. Oh, there you yep. go. Excellent. Uh, how was my birthday? Oh, it was, it was really lovely, thank you. Just hung out with a couple of friends and went to the movies with my two little boys. Oh. And, and Rob, obviously. <laughs> three little boys. Uh, yeah, no, that, no, I don't want to say that. <laughs> um, um, let me, uh, I think you. we're starting a new series this morning. We are. Great. We are, absolutely. Let me just pray for her. Thank you. you. For us. Lord, um, we thank you for Bonnie, and uh, I just pray that you'll be with her, give her your peace, pray you would anoint her words, and uh, Lord, be with us, and um, I just pray that you would speak through Bon, and that we would, uh, that we would respond to, to your word for mm. us this morning. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Good morning. It's great to see you all. I know it was a little chaotic in the beginning, but wasn't it fantastic to have our kids and youth back again, um, all together? And um, you know, we've 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 always loved that sense of all generations <laughs> in our community. And I think over COVID, that's that's been something that's been a little bit hard and a bit sad, is to not be able to have all of us at any point um, together. So. Um, Thanks for your patience with the craziness, and we're going to try and do that regularly because uh, we just so value what every age brings. Um, and when we're together, there's just something special um, that happens. Uh, as Steve said, we're going to be starting a new series this week, I'm doing it for the next six weeks or so. Um, we're going to take a break next week for a special day. And... Um, the series, if, if you've been with us, um, you'll know that there's been quite a bit of change happening. Obviously, for everyone has been um, the, change, the COVID and what COVID has done to life, but we've also done a, a transition or are doing a transition of leadership um, and change because change takes a little while, doesn't it? It doesn't just happen overnight. Um, and, you know, as we've been thinking and praying and, and chatting about, well, what is it, you know, as we, as we are at this part of the season, what is it that God wants us to focus on? Um, we really just felt him remind us to keep it simple, <laughs> to actually bring it back to the basics, bring it back just to simply Jesus and to remember that it is all about him that he is all we need, and that while sometimes it can feel like a bit of a trite answer, actually Jesus is the answer to everything. And so we, uh, we just thought and prayed about it, and we just felt like in the morning we're going to be looking at the I am statements of Jesus. And actually at the same time, the evening guys are looking at Jesus through the book of Mark, and so we just get this really kind of exciting sense um, of God focusing us as a church on Jesus um, and just getting our eyes in the right space and the right place and our perspective in the right place. 
Um, one of the things I've, re you know, I've realized, um, I've been spending a little bit of time uh, just studying the Old Testament. I mean, study for me is a bit of a loose term. <laughs> I know many of you are very studious and it's probably not quite the same. Um, but I, I've just spent a bit of time in there listening to podcasts and reading uh, and going slowly through some stories and some things which are very familiar because I don't know about you, but when things are familiar, we can kind of gloss over them and we can sometimes miss the depth of them. Um, and it's been really amazing as I've been doing that through the Old Testament and then reading the New Testament, realizing that often there's quite a bit that we miss or the depth of things that we miss in the New Testament in what Jesus says. Now, uh, for those of you who know me, you know that um, I have Jewish heritage, but I wasn't born in a, into a Jewish, like my family life wasn't Jewish. And so I am in the process of just learning a little bit of what that's about and, um, and kind of that part, um, I guess, of my own personal story, but also story in scripture. And so um, it's been really exciting going through these I am statements and realizing some of the things that we might have missed or I certainly have missed over the years about what Jesus is saying and why he's saying things. Um, but just to start, just um, to take a little step back, most of you would know the story of the burning bush and Moses and how, you know, Moses... Uh, God calls Moses to go back to Israel, um, to Egypt, sorry, to save the Israelites out of Egypt. And he appears to Moses in a burning bush and he talks to Moses, engages with Moses. Moses is like, I, don't, uh, I can't do this. Are you kidding? This is crazy. Well, actually, he doesn't use those words. But um, imagine the internal turmoil going on in him. Um, how do I know? You know, when they, when they question me and say, and they say, who sent you? Why are you here? What do I say to them? And, and uh, God says to him, tell them, I am, has sent you. And we kind of know that. And, and, um, and in some ways, I've kind of always left that into, in the Old Testament. But as I've been reading through the New Testament, and particularly the book of John, you know, um, later on, um, in chapter, the end of chapter 8 in, in John, Jesus actually uses those exact words to describe himself. He says, the Pharisees are like, who are you? you know, they're having this big argument, who are you? You know, who are you? Who do you say you are? And then he talks about Abraham and there's all this discussion and he just kind of um, almost ends the discussion, drops it in and he goes, I am. And um, it's fascinating because um, when that happens, I think two things are going on, Right? The Jews must be going, I am, I am. Oh, yeah, like, hang on a second. I know where that, hang on, I know where that comes from. Oh, my gosh. So you're saying, you're saying you're God. Like, and, the, and that penny drops for them in that moment. And so it, it, it kind of brings out two reactions, right? One is, which is what the Pharisees did, which is to pick up stones to stone Jesus and go, that's blasphemy. But I imagine there would be others in that circle or in that space listening who would go, oh my gosh, how profound that the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of the universe, the God of all creation, 
is standing here in front of me, present right here. You know, Jesus isn't, isn't saying, I'm a teacher, or I'm, a pro- I'm one of your prophets, or, you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm coming um, to save you guys. He's actually standing there saying, I am God, and I know his name, and I'm using his name, and that's who I am. And so as we come into these I am statements, Jesus is using that phrase, I am God, and kind of unpacking it. And looking at it from different perspectives and using different metaphors for us um, to really grasp who he is. So we're going to um, jump in this morning to the first I am, which is um, not the first one, but the first one we're going to do in the series. Um, I am the light of the world. Now, if you've got your, any devices or Bibles or whatever, if you want to open up to John chapter 8, Um, we'll just read we'll read that passage I'm a little bit out of practice of paper versions of the Bible I must say (laughs) having to page through everything so John 8 verse 12 so Just to give a little bit of context, Jesus is speaking around the time of the Feast of Tabernacles. And so the Feast of Tabernacles is one of the four, um, the last of the four big feasts uh, from the Mosaic Law. And there's various ceremonies during this festival. And one of the festival, uh, one of the ceremonies, sorry, in this festival, is the lighting of the menorahs, which are those big um, candle calabras. I was trying to figure out how to pronounce that and got myself into all sorts of tongue twisting. But those big um, candles that they do, there were seven bars and there's four of them and particularly uh, where Jesus was, which was in the court of women when he was talking through this, which is where they were. And so part of the ceremony is they light these. And some have uh, used to say that actually the lights were so bright because they were so massive that you could see them from very, very far off. And so into this context, and around this time, Jesus says to the people he's speaking to, he goes, when Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Anyway, the Pharisees go on to challenge him because, again, there is Jesus standing in the temple, in the place where is God and presence of God, and he's claiming to be God. The lighting of those those menorahs was to remind the Jewish people of, you remember in the the wilderness, where during the day um, God appeared to them in a, a, a cloud of, a pillar of fire, It was to remind them of that light. And so again, Jesus is going, when he says, I'm the light of the world, he's not just, I'm coming to bring goodness or I'm coming to bring truth. He's actually saying, I am God. That light that you followed, that light that was present, that light went before you, that light that you celebrate here, I am, I am that light. (laughs) 
How profound is that, that the God of the universe, the God of all creation, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, was standing there in front of them. I think we can all agree that there's a lot of darkness in the world, can't we? I think we can all agree that um, we don't have to look far to see darkness and to see sometimes the darkness um, being all-encompassing. You only need to look at the news and look around at things that are happening to know that the darkness is very, very real. It's interesting because sometimes when people, um, I've heard people talk about the darkness um, and explaining it as a place where God isn't. And um, I've been thinking about this for a while and, and I realize one of the things about the darkness is it's not a place where God isn't because God is everywhere. And I don't know about you, but in some of my darkest times, And in some of the darkest places, you see God's presence. And the very fact that God chose to come to this world (laughs) means that he he is. He is present in the darkness. And so, as I've kind of thought, well, well, what is it about darkness? And it's, it's where actually we don't see the rule and reign of Christ. It's where, um, in the vineyard, we talk about the now and the the not yet of the kingdom, where sometimes we see God's kingdom breaking through and sometimes we don't. And the darkness is often in those spaces where we don't see God's kingdom breaking through yet, where there's places that we have to push through, we have to push into. But how amazing is it that in the darkness... We have a God and a King and a Saviour who walks with us into those dark places. You know, you hear stories of people in brothels, people in grief, people in pain, people in really unjust situations, and how God brings his light into those places. You know, God brings his light because he brings the hope to the hopeless. He brings justice to the marginalized. He brings provision to the poor, compassion to the brokenhearted, freedom to the captives. This is our God. This is the light that God speaks about. Now, I um, two things before I go there. It's really exciting that this weekend we're running our first set free um, since COVID. So over the road at the moment, we are warring the darkness. We are bringing Jesus' light, or facilitating him bringing his light into people's lives, into spaces in their own lives that are dark, into their worlds where the darkness seems to um, be overwhelming. Isn't that exciting? Isn't that wonderful? And we love... Um, being able to facilitate that as a church. Now, I was asking the Lord a little bit about, you know, this is something that we, um, these are phrases that we've heard a lot about. 
that we've often heard of and we've studied. I know some of you have, uh, have done a lot of, uh, spent a lot of time studying. And um, I was asking the Lord, how can we engage with this reminder of um, darkness and light? The fact that we have darkness around us, but actually that he is the light that comes into it. And so I'm gonna, we're going to do something just a little bit different um, just to help us engage. Uh, I know for some of you, you're going to be like, oh, great, this is going to be something new, up for change. For some of you, it might um, be a little intense. So I just want to encourage you, if you feel like it's intense, you're more than welcome at any point just to jump up and to head out to the foyer and just take a, a breather, okay? Um, you're all sitting there wondering, aren't you? There's <laughs> a way to keep you awake. No, no, no. Um, and look, part of it is this morning, I didn't feel like I necessarily had anything deep and profound and theological to bring. But what I did feel like is God wanted to speak to us really, really tangibly. And he wanted to say some things to us very tangibly this morning. So um, I'm wondering if we can cut all the lights, please. Except that one. <laughs> oh, that is very bad. Actually, can you turn me down? Maybe put me on the lower one. Yeah, that would be great. You know, I, I just, I felt like God wanted to remind us. Actually, no, let me pray first. So let's just, let's pray together. Holy Spirit, I just pray that you would come and you would speak to us now. That you would open our hearts to hear your words, to hear your voice. Would you speak into those deep, deep places? In Jesus' name, amen. Um, the sense that I had is that God wanted to speak to two different people and types of people this morning. The one is those who feel like there's darkness inside them. Um, oh, that's probably not the right way to, to uh, express it, but um, that the darkness is close, that there's spaces in your life which feel dark. There are places in, deep in you, whether it's your circumstances or whether it's stuff going on internally in you, that feel like a dark space. The dark spaces usually feel hidden and secretive. The dark places usually are quite isolating. We feel, we forget that we have people sitting right next to us and we feel on our own. And the darkness increases, can increase the fear and that sense of isolation and that sense of being alone. The other people that I feel like God wanted to talk to this morning are those who are, um, have a real heart to pray for the dark places in our world. And again, it's the same thing, those dark places where fear seems to reign, where injustice reigns. Those dark places where people feel isolated and alone. I 
Sometimes with the whole thing about the darkness and those kind of things, this is hard to articulate for us personally. Sometimes it's just a thing that we feel, a heaviness maybe. And so I just want you to take this opportunity of time, just a minute right now, to come before the Lord and to let him speak to you. In either one of those spaces, whether there's some stuff going on in your world where you feel, which you feel like is just darkness right now. Maybe there's some stuff going on internally for you where you just feel so hidden and isolated. Maybe there's some places around the world that you've seen the darkness and you've heard about the darkness and it's just heavy on your heart. Just bring that to the Lord right now. So it's into this place that Jesus says this. Tim, if you could put the light on, that would be great. Oh, the other one. That Jesus says, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. The amazing thing about God's light is that it pierces the darkness. Darkness cannot, um, light overcomes darkness, as the scripture says. I don't know about you, I was thinking about this, but I, sometimes when I'm going through situations, I feel like God's light is a little bit like this. Like it's not that big, bright light, but it's this teeny weeny little light and I'm like, God, where are you? And he goes, here I am. <laughs> but the fact is, is that all light pierces darkness. Doesn't matter how big or small it is. And so even a little bit of God brings light into a situation. Even a little bit of God changes the dynamic. Isn't it interesting that we haven't moved at all. We're sitting in our same places, but our situation has changed and has been illuminated. Before you couldn't see really who was sitting next to you, you couldn't see each other. But now as the light comes in, even though nothing has changed for where you are, God's light has changed things and has changed our perspective. Sometimes it can like, it can feel a bit flippant to just say um, or to encourage people to just pray God would come. Come, Holy Spirit, come, Jesus. We invite you in. And we feel like, oh, what would that change? But actually there is a spiritual dynamic that goes on when we invite Jesus' light in, which is beyond anything we can do and anything we understand. That shifts perspective, that changes things. And in the spiritual and the heavenlies, it actually changes what's going on and changes the dynamic. This is God with us in this world. 
This is all we need to ask for is for Jesus to come and be the light in the dark situations, in the dark places. Matthew reminds us that all you have to do is ask and it will be given to you. But there's another part of this light which is, again, even more amazing. And that is that this God of the universe chooses to partner with us. This God of the universe says, I am going to put this light in you. And I want you to take this light to the world. So what I'd like you to do, if you have a device with you, I'd like you to um, put your torch on. And I'd just like you to kind of awesome. Feels like a, a, a dance party, doesn't it? <laughs> the light of the world is in us. You know, Jesus, if, if we have accepted Jesus as our Savior, if we've invited him to come and live in us, this God, this God of generations and generations, who has walked beside humanity, has come into humanity, and who has died for humanity, the light that he has brought into the world, he has put in each and every one of us. And so together we bring God's light to the world. You might feel like in your little space and the world that you live in, it's just a teeny tiny light that you bring. And sometimes it does feel a little bit like this light. It's a bit of a weak light. But together, together, and remembering whose light it is that we shine, things can shift, things can change, and we can see the rule and reign of Jesus in places that are broken, in places where there's injustice, in places where there's pride, in places that need his love and his light. And this morning, I just feel like God wants to remind you. <laughs> Actually, someone started singing it and it was um, in, my, in my mind this morning. I won't sing it for you, but this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Very simple song. Sometimes we can just kind of go, oh, it's a kid's song. You know, oh, it's so sweet. Oh, it's so lovely. But actually, there's a light in us which God has put in us. There's a light of who Jesus is and what he's done in us. And I want to encourage you, if, if you feel like that light is not very big at the moment, or if you feel like it's a little bit being overcome by darkness, so to speak, to bring it to the Lord and to ask him for his light to shine in and to break through. Um. Why don't you stand? I know most of you put your phones away. Well done. Um, could you bring them back out again, please? 
going to um, do ministry in just a slightly different way again. I want you to switch that light back on again. And let's just stand before the Lord, however you can hold. I know, I'm probably making it super awkward for you, but um, let's just come before him, holding the light as a symbol of the light that he's put in you. So Holy Spirit, we invite you to come. Holy Spirit, we invite you into those places in our own lives that we know we need you and we need your light. Whoops. (laughs) We keep it real in this church, don't we? (laughs) No hype or playing things up. We invite you into those spaces. Lord, for those of us who are feeling like, I don't have much of a light, Lord. I don't feel much of that light around or in me. Would you come and increase that? Would you come and pour your spirit? If that's you right now, I just encourage you to open your hands up to the Lord and just in your own way. He's not disappointed. He's not frustrated. He is just incredibly pleased when we come to him. And we say more, Lord, more Holy Spirit. This is not about striving. This is not about making things happen. This is not about um, what I'm able to do for God. It's purely inviting God's light and life into our lives. And letting him be the one that does the work. Also, just, um, just felt, just take a minute, we're nearly done. That if, for some of you, I know that there's some of the dark places in the world at the moment, really heavy on your heart. If that's you particularly, there's just the opportunity to take Just take your light and just to ask, just to bring that to the Lord. Just to ask him to bring his light in all the different ways. And also to ask him how he wants you to bring his light into that situation. Even if it's far off, what it is that he's asking you to do. So Holy Spirit, I pray as we go out this morning that you would help us to see the cracks where we can bring light into dark places. God, give us eyes to see where we need to bring your light. Soften our hearts. Open our ears. Lord, that we would be children of light. 
as we go out into this world. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks, you can put the lights up now. Thank you for uh, going along. Um, I really just want to encourage you to... um, One of the reasons why I wanted to use our phones is because we tend to have them with us all the time, don't we? And so I just really encourage you to just every now and then, when you think about it, just put your torch on and actually use it as a visual reminder that whatever situation you're in right now, you know, maybe you see something, maybe you want to pray for something, maybe there's something going on, just maybe use it as a visual reminder. Put your light on, you know, and pray God's light and life into that situation. Prophetically speak it over that situation, just in that really sort of practical, tangible way. Okay, I think we're probably, oh, I'm sorry, we're five minutes over. I think that's probably time this morning. Um, we'll, we'll wrap up there. We'll wrap up the service there. I want to encourage you that if you do need prayer for anything or want prayer for anything, please either grab somebody around you to pray for you or feel free to come forward and one of us would love to pray for you. But bless you, bless you as you go and bring God's light this week out into the world, out into the situations and circumstances. Um, And I just pray for each of us that God would just show us those people who are desperately needing his light this week. Amen.